Here's what's coming up on today's show. She understands in some regards, mm-hmm. um, but I think at the same time, she knows that, that it's tough and we need to kind of, whatever time we find, it needs to go back for sure to the family. It's time for financial advisor Ben Schrock to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hello, I'm Ben Schrock, and welcome back to uh, episode two of Unlocking Your Financial Future with Anthony Schrock. Anthony, welcome back, bud. Good to be back. All righty. So part one, we, we dove into um, Anthony's business a little bit on what he does and talked about some specifics about health and, and what people can do to, to try to jumpstart their health path and health journey and, and services that he might he's able to provide for you if you're willing to, to take him up on those and maybe help provide some guidance on your health. So episode two, we're going to dive into Anthony more as a business owner. As you guys know, I've uh, started this this year where we've had other business professionals, and I really like to engage in that second series, second part, um, diving into the entrepreneur side of that business owner because I'm fascinated with that, and it's always interesting for me to learn and get in the head of another business owner. So Anthony, let's kind of go back and unwind a little bit here. And talk to me about the path that ultimately puts you in the seat of a business owner in the sense of, I guess, you can go back to college and, and where you thought you wanted to go, first job, and, and ultimately where you are today. Uh, kind of walk me down that journey a little bit um, that, that led you to this point. Because I doubt uh, you woke up one day, and I happen to know because we shared a room for <laughs> 30, plus, not 30 years, but about 20 years of your life. I, I know you did not want to be a gym owner um, as a kid. So what what kind of um, took you down that path? Yeah, so um, I wanted more or less just to be a coach in, okay. in, in what regard I uh, didn't know. And you know, I didn't even really know I wanted to be a coach probably until I started working outside of college. So we're both obviously coaches' kids. Yeah. Um, our dad is, has coached now for oh man what 30 plus years yeah probably 40 now at this point <laughs> still going and he's in his 70s so um we've always been just around athletes and, and the progress of athletes and um going through college and getting injured and then seeing the other side of of, of sports and, and the preparation side and, and kind of getting back from an injury um really kind of wanted me to to follow that path and like i said in what regards i still didn't know at first, I thought, thought I wanted to do the PT path, mm-hmm. be a physical therapist, and, and help athletes that way. Um, but that didn't pan out. It wasn't something that, that really intrigued me once I kind of looked into it. And then it took a job in, in after high school um, that I did not like. <laughs> and I think that's a, that goes with a lot of um, business owners. They, they do something, in whether it's the corporate field or just something that isn't their own, um, and they just really don't like it. Do you feel like I, I always share that, you know, I feel that anyone's <clears throat> journey, I know mine specifically, I felt I was at a crossroads, you know, whether it was you get backed into a corner and there's no other way out other than doing your own thing, or you're at a crossroads in life and saying, man, I don't, I'm not really happy with what I'm doing. Why not go do something on my own? I mean, we're in the greatest country in the world. There's not many other places you can go and hang a shingle and start a business right. just like that, right? So it was at the, the moment of time where, where you said, I'm ready to go do this and, and um, just press go. Is that what happened? Uh, more or less, yeah. So 
you know, like I said, working that, that, that job and I, I kind of worked, I worked a third shift, I worked a second shift and I worked a first shift. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did that for, oh shoot, three, four years after college just to make some money. Um, and then you quickly realize that you don't want to do that for the rest of your life. And like you said, it's, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Everybody wants right. to own their own business. Everybody wants to, to do something. And then in my world, in the gym world, um, nine out of 10 gyms fail within the first five years. Yeah. And then of those ones that succeed, another nine out of 10 fail within the 10 years. So it's not a very successful world that, that I dove into. <laughs> and we're in year six, so we're on the back half of, of yeah. succeeding and our odds are still stacked against us. Yeah. But when you're passionate about it and, and you got a good following and, and people really enjoy coming and, and spending time with you, I think it, it'll help. <laughs> so now, did, did did you know those stats before you started? Yes. You, did? well, that's, yeah. <laughs> you didn't share them with me. No, no. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, so you do you consider yourself a risk taker? I mean, I don't, I, knowing you my whole life, I don't think you're traditionally risk taker and people think that business owners you know that's a ton of risk right i mean yeah. you're quitting your day job and you know for going from a steady paycheck to earning nothing that's a risk right well i think along with um like restaurants gyms and in that fitness industry are, are the two riskiest businesses to start mm -hmm. and i think the success rate is very very minimal i know restaurants are are probably top of the list right and I, I'm not quite sure where we fall behind them, but I know we're pretty close. Yeah, yeah, you are. And, and I know in like our world, it's in the financial uh, advising world, I forget the stat. It's it's something like it's a huge turnover rate. I want to say it's in the 90, 92, 93 percentile don't make it in the first yeah. year. Um, but if you make it like three years, I believe that the retention rate is like second to doctor. So, um, if, again, we talked about last time. There's some similarities to our businesses, but um, in any case, it's a it's a grind to to get to that point. And that kind of takes me to the next, you know, topic. And you kind of hit on it a little bit earlier. Everyone wants to be a business owner. Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. I hear it all the time. I'm sure you do too. Um, owning, owning a business is fun and easy, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a good time. <laughs> you get a lot of time off. Exactly. No, <laughs> that's what no. everyone tells you. Right. So walk me through that that process of what's a day in the life look like. You can go early <clears throat> on and, and and as up to date as today. I'm, I know as you've your business has matured, you've kind of taken a little bit of time back. But um, what, what's a normal day look like? When's it start for you, and when's it end for you? So um, year one when we started, I was still working full time. So hour wise, I would get to the gym and I'd work, I'd run a class from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. And I'd leave and go work my other job from 6.30 to 3. Then I'd get back to the gym and work 3.30 till about 8 p.m. Okay. And I did that for solid two years. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that for every young entrepreneur out there, that's a path that, that you can take, yeah. right? I mean, how many hours is that? I don't even know. It's way too many. 16 a day yeah. for five days a week and then you work on the weekends as well with right. your business and then we then after that i went part-time so i didn't just quit my job i, I worked part-time still yep i worked roughly 22 hours a week there and then still cranking out about 60 <laughs> hours at the gym yeah um and in the summer months summer so i count my business by summers because that's when we're busiest and we're okay. in, we're in our sixth summer right now and time wise you get a little bit back like you mentioned i'm not working that job anymore but I'm still, I'm at the gym before I had my son. I was at the gym at 5 a.m. and I left about 7 p.m. Yeah. So now I get there 
about 7 8 p.m and i leave about 7 yeah PM. So, so still about 12 hour day yeah, still a 12 hour day and, and i think that's what I, a lot of people don't don't realize is um you know the the sacrifice that you have to make on the front end to get to the point where you are and then also there there's you know two sides of that coin right and this is the, a plug for you to um you know pat your wife on the back a little bit because i Mine can see us so she can hear what I'm going to say. But you have to have, if you're married, you have to have an understanding spouse that can go along with that journey. It's not easy um, being married to a business owner because of that time commitment that they have. And, and it gets even more challenging when you have children and, right. and you have kids that enter the world. Um, so how's that? You know, you, Michaela is, I'm sure, very uh, understanding and and works with you there. So, yeah. it, I mean, how's that path and that journey gone with with um, you know, having an understanding spouse. Yeah, the uh, the work life equation is always a battle. Yeah, <laughs> with any entrepreneur, and like you said, as soon as you have kids, it kind of even challenges that a little bit more. And, and when Otto was born, I'm pretty sure you probably didn't take much time off. Mm-hmm. I only took a week off. Yeah, and my wife had 12 weeks off. So, her being stuck at home with with him while I'm working 12 hour days, I, I know it's not easy, and I know right. it's a lot, and I know when I get home. Um, I'm tired and exhausted, but like the little things that we can do just to help. Um, but having her in our corner and just, she's a rock star. Yeah. Like she comes from a family who is also owns their own business right. and is a small business owner. So she understands in some regards. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at the same time, she knows that, that it's tough and we need to kind of whatever time we find, it needs to go back for sure to the family. Yeah, and and it's also you know critical phases within the business life. You know, your business is your first baby, right? Now, it, our my business, well, our business is ten years old this year, and we had our business before we had any kids. So this is our first child. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's easy to always go back to your first baby and and nurture the baby first. And and but once the business is mature enough, you feel like I can step away. And I can take a vacation or I can take some time off and not look at my cell phone every 30 minutes and check emails and, and kind of unplug a little bit. Um, do you find a battle when you leave work that you're able to unplug or, or is it a constant tug of war saying, God, I'm, I'm checking emails, I'm looking, I'm doing research. I struggle with it. So I'm asking you personally, like, do you find a way to unplug with that or no? Um, kind of, yes and no. Um the wife and I enjoy camping and that's kind of our way of unplugging, but, um, I don't have any employees. Yeah. (laughs) So I, it's just me at the gym. So whenever I leave and I'm not there, we're not making any, any money, Right. right? There's no revenue. There's nothing coming in. So that's just always at the back of my head. So if, if I leave for vacation or if I take a Friday off or a Thursday off, I'm not getting paid. Right. And that's kind of what a lot of people don't understand. Like, and I'm sure you know this, being a small business owner, people want you to come do things and they think that you have all this time in the world. Sure. Like, hey, just, just take the day off. Come on over. Yeah, you can <laughs> do it. You can do it. You own the business. Right. <laughs> it's, and it's not that way at all. So yeah. um, going back to that, that work life, it's just a constant struggle. So anything you can find, anything you enjoy with, with your family, like for us, just, just getting out and camping and getting away from the technology, getting away from the research. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's that's kind of where, as you envision the, the, the growth of, of pack um you know where do you see yourself five years ten years down the road do you see uh multiple locations you know expanding the footprint or tightening things up and and continue to work a a small you know business and keep it really tight and profitable as 
as we I, I again I, I ask these questions because they they go through my head. Do we expand? Do we add human capital to that? And you know, obviously, then it's going to affect the the bottom line. Or do you just say, hey, I'm I'm good. I'm profitable. I'm running a tight ship here. Maybe add a few employees and, and make things a little bit more efficient. Um, where do you see PAC in five, 10 years? Have you thought about those different elements of running the business? Yeah, um, it's tough because I, I, the first location we had was roughly, what, 1,200 square feet. Yeah. And um, we moved out of that just due to space and, and volume of people coming in to go to a 20,000 square foot building. Yeah. Um, and the tw- it's like <laughs> it's going big, from kindergarten to, to senior yeah, high school. Overnight. Huge, huge leap. Um, and honestly, after we've been, we've been in our, our new building, the 20,000 square foot one for four years, I honestly think I can tighten things up and go smaller and just be even more profitable or about the same. And sure. I think that's completely fine. And I think I can be, live the life I want to live and with my family and support my family and, and do what I want to do. But don't you get smaller. The, the struggle of, uh, cause I do right. Uh, growth is you grow by, by bodies, right? By, by clients and, and client base. And obviously you have a life cycle of clients that, you know, they graduate high school, college, and maybe they come back in the, the gen pop, as you call it, um, type workouts. But um, what if more people want help? Are you going to turn them down? Yeah. And that's where, you know, getting one or two other coaches in will, will definitely help. And I think one or two coaches is perfectly fine and i think that's our limit yeah where we can go and we can run out of a smaller space and and be very very efficient i think and a lot of the fitness industry everybody thinks it's it's quantity sure right to succeed you need quantity 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 but we're not like a planet fitness yeah you know everything's private it's a small sector we can succeed on a whole lot less and do very very well with smaller yeah smaller amount of people in the gym and i think that's important to embrace that and, and acknowledge it and um, it's that's okay, right? Right. I don't want to be our next door neighbor, right? I don't want to be the Merrill Lynch's of the world, the the big huge firms. I'm comfortable with what we do. If right. we expand a little bit, that's okay. But it takes a lot to to reel that in as an entrepreneur, right? To say, hang on a second, let's put the the foot on the brake and, and not get too far ahead of ourselves and, and overextend ourselves. But let's just work on what we have. So you've kind of realized that pretty early on. Yeah, and it's and it's your 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 quality goes up too when you're working with a lot less or sure you have smaller groups. Um, I've noticed in the past, I've. At first, I did think it was quantity. I needed more bodies in. Yeah. And I noticed my quality of work was going down. Yeah. I didn't enjoy what I was doing. I wasn't talking to the athletes as much. I wasn't getting to know them as much. So as we kind of progressed and the years have gone by, our numbers maybe be down, maybe are down a little bit, but um, our quality is up. Do you know approximately how many clients you have? Yeah, we're roughly pushing 100. 100. And about 90% of that is kids, athletes. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So zero to 100 in about, what, five, six years? Yeah. That's awesome. What's a, do, you, do you know the optimal number? I mean, that's enough probably for you to manage personally. Yeah. But. And, and, again, it goes back to the business model. Everything has been pushed with COVID. You're seeing a lot more um, online coaches. Sure. Um, I do a few virtual myself. So I think that number can go up with, with more bodies and our square footage can go down. So we're paying less overhead and then more of those go online. We have online programming. We're selling online subscriptions to people. And personally, what I really want to do, and I'm sure you do too, is just like our dad is, I want to coach. I want to coach other coaches. Yeah. Right. I want to help them understand programming, understand client relationships. Yeah. Um, 
and I'm sure you're the same way. Absolutely. I think that's a gift that you're given, um, you know, naturally from, you know, like our upbringing that you can relate to other business owners and whether it's in your area or not, but give advice and help. And I know we bounce ideas constantly off one another to, you know, know, iron, iron sharpening iron type concepts that, you know, what can we do differently that maybe you're doing in your business that we can kind of translate in our world and vice versa. So, yeah, man, I, that's kind of everything I really had today about the, the business stuff. And I appreciate you letting me you know, dive in a little bit deeper. I know as, a, as an older brother, I'm, I'm damn proud of you, buddy. And, and, you know, we wish you nothing but the best and continued growth in the business. But you want to plug the business one last time here before we wrap things up? Yeah, I know um, last time I, I gave you the Facebook. So easiest way to reach us is just to message us on Facebook, um, Pack Performance Center page. Or if you want to shoot me a text or give me a call, uh, my number is 330-242-6577. I'm happy to help anyway. All right. Well, that about does it for us today. Anthony, I appreciate the time. If you guys have any questions for us or have any topics or any other guests you'd like us to interview and talk to, uh, reach out to us at the office, 330-473-1060, or you can go to our website, www.bashrock-fg.com. And thanks a lot, buddy. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll look forward to talking soon. Yep. Thanks for having me. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.